The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went up to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Everyone comes from a family. Your family could be happy or broken. Your family could be well-known or unknown. Our life stories cannot be told without a family. This includes God's people. Their story cannot be told without a family. Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob and Rachel. 
As with every family here tonight, these biblical families are not perfect. Each of them have infidelity, betrayal, greed, selfishness. Basically, they have sin. And their lives follow a crooked line. Even tonight, Joseph comes from the less-than-perfect family of David. But these are the families God uses to bring about Christmas. Luke 2.16 says, And the shepherds went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. The shepherds found a baby born in a family. The God of the universe, come in flesh, is found among an obscure, almost anonymous family who comes from a long line of dysfunctional families. But because of Jesus, this family tonight is called the Holy Family. But their life, too, follows a crooked line. Jesus is born to a teenage mother and lives with a man who's not his biological father. And then shortly after Jesus is born, they must escape to another country because the government is trying to murder them. In spite of their life being less than neat, Joy lives in this family because they are composed of God's love, a love that is primordial, deeper, and stronger than blood, and more encompassing than all of life's circumstances. It's the love, in fact, that creates the universe. In baby Jesus, the shepherds beheld the reason for creation. God wanted a family when he created the universe. The ceiling of the Sistine Chapel beautifully portrays this in the painting of the creation of Adam. Because with God's right hand, he reaches to enliven Adam. And then with his left hand, he embraces Eve and his left hand is touching a baby. This means God has in his mind to create a family to share his love with while he lived with them. Of course, sin broke up that family. Sin breaks up humanity's relationship with God. It breaks our relationship with one another. And sin breaks up even our relationship with ourselves. Sin has broken every family in some sense. It's painful to accept, and it's hard to live with. 
But tonight, through the baby Jesus, God puts his family back together. The reason why we feel like we should be with family on Christmas is because it's a vestige of the original family in Eden. It's an echo of the way it is supposed to be. And this is also why it hurts to be alone or to miss someone on Christmas. Why we try to either ignore the pain or we try to fix it by making up our own family. The baby Jesus is here to restore us to who we are and who we're meant to be. He is here to restore the joy that everyone is part of the family of God, our original family. Jesus' family is not a family foreign to us. When the angel says that there will be great joy for all people, the angel is in fact speaking to you. You are part of all people. Then when the angel says, for unto you is born, this child is born to you, for you. Jesus is your child, which means his family is your family. While there was no place for them in the inn, there is always a place in the Holy Family for you. A place for you to kneel next to the Holy Child to rejoice with the rest of the universe. Jesus is born to bring all of God's children, every single last person, back home. This baby will grow up to do whatever it takes and go wherever he needs to go in order to bring you back. Jesus even goes into death in order to bring you back home through the resurrection. Christmas is God's definitive answer that you are never alone. Jesus is God with us, and he is always with his family. While he is perfect, his family is not. But this is why you belong there, because you are not perfect either. If you find yourself alone, remember what old man Marley says in the movie Home Alone. You're always welcome at church. Just as Mary and Joseph opened their hearts to the shepherds, the church opens our hearts to the lonely. Of course, the church is filled with a bunch of people who are imperfect. In fact, imperfect sinners who regularly confess their sins. While you'll find them, you will also find a perfect, sinless Savior. You will also find baptized Christians who know the great joy of what it's to be loved by God when they have every single sin 
forgiven. Now at first, you might wonder if this is true. Can this great joy be found here on earth, even among sinners? Or you might believe it's false, because you have been hurt by the family of God. I suggest you remember two things. First, Jesus has also been hurt by the family of God. However, Jesus' forgiveness knows no limits for those who want it. Jesus will forgive anyone's sins who wants a family. And second, follow the Blessed Virgin Mary, who treasured the truth that Jesus is recreating the family found in Eden. And ponder upon the beauty of its meaning. Because what if it is true? What if God created a family so that he could share his love with you? That would be wonderful. And that would be a reason for the angels to sing. And that would be a reason for shepherds to run to their new baby. And that would be the reason why the whole universe this evening draws near to this baby. Merry Christmas, everyone. May the baby Jesus draw you close so that you may kneel down along with the rest of the family to share his love. And may that love and forgiveness grow in each one of us so that we would experience the joy of being a part of our true family. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.